This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we're asking, are you a man or a mouse? <laughs> Age old question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we uh, we enjoyed this episode, I think, more than we, we thought we would reading the blurb. Uh, that's probably because the blurb is entirely inaccurate. <laughs> It's a classic from Wikipedia as ever. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, share the Wikipedia blurb. Um, it is, Liz wakes up with Todd to pursue a relationship with Peter while trying to catch a hamster running <laughs> loose in the house. Now, Peter is, is barely mentioned. Mm. And it's not a hamster. No, it is not. It's very much not a hamster. <laughs> and uh, the blurb continues. Manny and Winston help Todd get through the breakup. Manny isn't in this episode. Wow, this is Shred Erasure. That's what that is. Oh, poor Shred. I mean, he only <laughs> lasts a season, as we know from IMDb. <laughs> that he doesn't even get recorded in the annals of Wikipedia. Give him the credit where it's due. God damn it. Yes. Oh, good. Well, we do get some great Shred moments in this episode. That so, is true. Um, yes. That is something. Um, <laughs> can you share the Amazon Prime video um blurb please. I can it is short and sweet as ever so it is simply Liz and Todd break up as a mouse is loose in the Wakefield house that is actually entirely accurate completely yeah also it kind of makes it sound like they broke up because of the mouse <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> they didn't sadly that would have been uh that would have added a, a fresh spin on things sure would have. <laughs> but uh we begin um uh, with unusually a external scene of sunrise at the Casadale wakefield where jessica swans into her, the twins bathroom in a very glamorous sort of fitted long a-line dressing gown and uh, liz calls up that she's getting a lift to school with cheryl uh, but jessica doesn't care because she is distracted by a shoebox uh, from a brand called balanchi yeah i was very confused as to what the name of this shoemaker was i couldn't figure out because and i even threw on the kind of the closed captions on Same. amazon and it was saying like like blanche pronounced like Belanchi, but like we no. do eventually see a proper look at the label and it is like Belachi. So, yeah. Oh, it's Belachi. Sorry. Yeah, but I. Or Belanchi, maybe. No, sorry, I think yeah. it's Belachi. I think. Uh, but it is, it's confusing because it feels like they're trying to reference actual brands. So I was thinking, is it yeah. like Manolo Blanick? I was it... thinking, was it Givenchy, maybe, the yeah. way they were oh, kind of. Oh, yeah. 
pronouncing whatever that word ended up being. It's, it's not a real brand anyway. No. And it's not a, uh, well, I guess it is a real shoebox, but it's not serving its uh, its original <laughs> purpose because Jessica gets a surprise when she opens it. <laughs> she opens it to find a bunch of little like shredded bits of newspaper and a tiny white mouse. <gasps> And of course, she knocks the box over as she screams in horror and the mouse runs away. Mm, not crying, but, you know, no. just runs away. <laughs> I mean, he should be crying because we later learn he's been stuck in there for like 24 hours with presumably no food or water or yeah. ventilation. Pretty grim. <laughs> I don't know what sort of ethical... Uh, things are going on in Sweet Valley High. I'm not I know, if anything, Jessica, Jessica did him a favour, to be fair yeah. there. <laughs> Released him into the wild. Mm. Well, we cut to mo- the moon beach where Winston sympathises with Todd. Apparently, uh, Liz has missed his basketball game. And Winston, I mean, I guess he's meant to be sympathising, but it sort of sounds like he's just rubbing it in because he's like, oh, yeah, that's the, the third time she's in a row she's missed a match. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, of course, is taking all this extremely seriously. <laughs> Oh, very much so. Well, he's as sulky as ever. Mm. Um, but luckily, Shred is there. Uh, he's uh, he's lying on the pool table trying to hit the ball. And uh, the others aren't impressed by his skills. No, they're trying to insist that uh, you can't actually climb on top of the table, that it's against the rules. And Shred is like, oh, pool has too many rules. I don't like it. See, Shred just likes the... The pursuits where he can just go where the wind takes him. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the typically charmless Todd tries to show Shred how it's done by uh, doing a very fancy sort of arms behind his back hmm. shot. Then he's interrupted by his beeper. Oh my God, this was delightful. It's just so <laughs> aggressively 90s and I Isn't love it. <laughs> Yeah, so his little pager on his belt, of course, uh, starts beeping and he's like, oh, it's Liz, I've got to go. Um, And Winston and Shred are kind of looking at this and they're like, what? She has you on a beeper. What is happening here? Shred delightfully says, another victim of the electronic leash. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I don't know how this fits into what we have learned about Liz's attitude towards Todd in both the last time and and in this episode. Mm. Like the idea that she's so, uh, you know, she wants to see him so much that she's bought him a pager. <laughs> I know, this kind of makes it seem like she's some kind of like really demanding high maintenance girlfriend. Yes. When that's really not her vibe at all. No. Uh, well, Todd says she's just really busy. Uh, but Winston points out it looks like she's only see he's only seeing Liz, you know, on her terms, sort of at her, her he's at her beck and call. And Shred uh, compares him to pizza. <laughs> like, oh, it's like she's calling for a Todd delivery. And he goes, dude, you're a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So Shred and Winston agree that Todd has to lay down the law and, you know, get some firm answers from, mm. from Liz. Like, what does she want? Or as um, Shred puts it, is she your babe or isn't she? <laughs> and uh, then Winston decides to try a little role play. Yeah, so well, this is it because Todd kind of says that he hates talking about stuff like this and he's no good at it. So Winston suggests that if he practices, that might make it easier. So he's like, right, if you practice. So he's like, Shred, you be Liz. Uh, and Todd, you be you. <laughs> so he's like, all right, so just talk to Shred like she's Liz. Or like he's Liz. He gets confused as well. And he's like, just yeah. tell him, her, uh, whatever's going on here. <laughs> but Todd is kind of like, oh, no, this is weird. And Winston's like, well, do you want to wear a beeper for the rest of your life? Mm. Um, so Todd eventually is like, all right, fine, we'll, we'll take this seriously. So he, he turns to Shred and says, I'm sick of taking a backseat to everything else in your life. 
Uh, and Shred is just absolutely wonderful in response. <laughs> It's delightful. He sort of pulls his hair into like a Wakefield style. <laughs> and uh, goes, tells in a falsetto, which is stupid, but is genuinely funny. Um, he uh, uh, he hilariously says he's really sorry and then says the tortoise. Now, I didn't make out one of the words in this and Amazon couldn't do it either. Yeah. It's like he says, you with hectic hondo. Um, hondo? Does that, uh, yeah, that... I had I could. Yeah, hondo was my uh, my takeaway from that as well. But I did think it was funny that even, yeah, the captions were just like inaudible. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And he continues, and uh, this was uh, perfectly comprehensible. He goes, I'll always be your home slice. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, Winston is confident that uh, this, well, and again, I mean, you can take it for granted that everything Todd says is charmless, but that this t- charmless, like, I'm dead of taking the back seat, <laughs> is going to make Liz see the light. Yeah, he reckons that uh, once Liz realises that she's been blowing Todd off, that he'll become her top priority. He's like, you know, what have you got to lose? (laughs) And then Shred uh, chimes in, you know, apart from a beeper. (laughs) (laughs) And then we see the credits. And uh, after the credits, uh, we see Todd arrives at the back door of the Castletel Wakefield and Liz puts down the box of cereal she's holding and lets him in. And he gives his tired of taking a backseat speech Mm. um, Etc. And uh, says, "Look, uh, I need to know what's going on." And Liz is like, "Okay, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about a lot about us too." So Todd says, "Just tell me what's up with me and you." Then Liz stuns Todd. Yeah, because she kind of says, you know, I didn't want it to happen this way. And it's clear that Todd kind of isn't really listening to what she's saying because he has to kind of stop and go, wait, what do you mean? Uh, Because he's kind of saying, you know, you need to think about your priorities. And he's very patronizing when he's saying all of this and then suddenly clocks what it is that she's saying. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? So Liz is like, look, I think we should break up. And straight away, Todd is like, oh, it's that dweeb from the Tribune, isn't it? Uh, And this is like the only mention of Peter in the entire episode. And Liz is like, look, it's got nothing to do with Peter like yeah. we've been drifting apart for a while now we don't have anything in common anymore which is what we've been saying for the last oh my few God. episodes <laughs> like this has been on the cards in fairness to the writers <laughs> they have set it up yeah um, very much so <laughs> uh, so Todd is gets all defined says they've been together for two years now which is kind of confusing because that does that mean two years have passed like two years have passed in the series yeah <laughs> they were on has- season three but like they're still in junior years yeah. <laughs> I mean knows, they like... they should be in college by now but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway they've been together for two years somehow and uh, Todd continues to say that uh, we have everything in common we both like and he looks at the kitchen counter and says cereal and Liz says with you know that they've changed uh they've grown apart and it's like have they changed they actually haven't he's always been like this even when he was another person that is true i did think it was funny though when she's like you know we've changed and todd's like no you've changed when todd is being played by an entirely different actor so he very <laughs> much has changed <laughs> <laughs> true and she hasn't um but yeah he says that she's changed but not for the better mm. and uh then is all like but yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because i feel the same way and uh stomps off and slams the door as the sad guitar plays and then <laughs> I did. I don't know why this was so funny, but the the Wakefield, the back door of the casa, has a sort of lace curtain on the window, <laughs> and after Todd stops off, we cut to the you know exterior, and the curtain is pulled apart, and Liz's sad little face looks out. Oh. And- 
I know because um, I did. I did wonder why we were zooming in on the curtain. I was like, it's not that right. interesting. Oh, there is Liz. Okay, fine. <laughs> and then, in very much in the spirit of the books, she whispers, "Goodbye, Tom." <laughs> You're right. That is very book vibes. <laughs> Well, we then cut to Jessica in her boudoir um, and uh, she's on the phone to Lila. She is, yes. So she's describing uh, her mouse uh, encounter to Lila. But of course, it's Jessica. So she's embellishing like mad. She's like, you should have seen it. It was this huge big rat with pointy teeth and it was 10 feet long and ate (laughs) a pair of Valanche, whatever it is. She's like, no, I'm serious. The box was empty. So for some reason, Jessica thinks that the mouse had actually eaten the shoes in their entire I I don't think she knows how mice work. No, no, or shoes or boxes. Um, I did very much enjoy, maybe it was always there, but uh, I only saw it um, in the enhanced quality of the Prime (gasps) video screen. Is this this the shaggy poster? Poster, <laughs> boombastic indeed. That oh my god, <laughs> the fact that we're just we've decided Jessica is such a fan of Shaggy <laughs> that she has a poster of Mister Boombastic himself <laughs> up on her wall. Stunning work. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sad Liz comes in looking genuinely Ooh. heartbroken, and Jessica notices, you know, for once that something's mm. up with her sister and tells Lila she's got to go. And Liz tells her, you know, that basically just that she broke up with Todd. And Jessica, and again, the delivery is great. She <laughs> goes, Is that all? <laughs> you scared me for a minute. <laughs> It is so good, like great comic timing there. Um, but yeah, poor Liz, like she does look properly sad and she's just kind of, she just tried, you know, kind of explains all to uh, to Jessica and how, how kind of surprised she is by Todd's reaction because she thought that he'd see it coming. Uh, and Jessica kind of seems to know exactly how it played out. She's like, oh, mm. let me guess, he got angry and then tried to act like it was his idea. And Liz is like, yeah, how do you know all that? Um, so Jess points out that apparently all guys are like that. And she calls it the Jake Reynolds reaction, which again, another missed opportunity to just throw in a name. Aaron Dallas, fucking oh. Jeffrey, throw in someone from the post. AJ Morgan. <laughs> Uh, okay, I, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I do know something about AJ Morgan. <laughs> oh. In terms of the series. Oh. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> oh. Okay. Now you've whetted my appetite. Uh, but yeah, apparently Jake Reynolds, uh, this really, you know, ham fisted uh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse to sort of shoehorn in a random ex-boyfriend who doesn't, you know, come to many of the books, um, was an ex-beau of Jessica's who she dated for a month and then she met someone cuter, which is, of course, a good enough reason to break up with somebody. Mm. Yeah. But she says he went through this whole cycle, you know, denial, then anger, like that he was trying to win her back and... Uh, and it was really hard. And this kind of, oh, wow, yeah, it must have been. And Jessica says, yeah, it made dating his best friend almost impossible. <laughs> Brittany's on fire in this episode, to be honest. She's so funny. <laughs> she is great. And uh, she's sure that um, Todd is going to, you know, drag this out. This breakup mm-hmm. is going to last forever. And like, he's going to, you know, give him two hours and he's going to call. Um, and this is unconvinced. But then the phone rings. Yeah, it's great. Um, so Jessica spots it. She's like, okay, well, he's even worse off than I thought. She insists that they just let the answering machine get it. Um, and Liz is like, what? You mean I can't even talk to him? And Jessica's like, no, look, it's talking to him is only going to make things worse. 
so they let the machine pick it up so they can hear that it is in fact Todd uh, calling from yep. a payphone. And before he even says anything other than Liz, it's Todd. Uh, Jessica's like, now he's going to apologize, but don't fall for it. And she absolutely nails it because straight away he's like, look, I'm really sorry. I flew off the handle mm-hmm. uh, and uh, kind of insists that she's she, he knows that she's in the house and pick up and all this. But anyway, eventually gives up and uh, yeah, does his apology and leaves. But um yeah, so then Liz realizes that he's he's not going to make this easy, and he is in fact going to drag out this uh, this whole breakup. Um, and uh, yeah, and Jessica's like, yeah, this is what they all do all the time. She's like, look, if you ever want to talk about it, I'm always here for you. <laughs> and uh, Jessica is, or oh, sorry, Liz is grateful and starts to unburden herself, but then Jessica's like, oh, sorry, there's no, she doesn't even say sorry. It's like there's Isla, gotta go. <laughs> And uh, walks away. And I really love that we get, you know, the, the sad guitar has been yeah. playing, but then we just get a little twinkle of the Jessica scheme thing for literally so like good. a second. It and then it's so back good. to the. <laughs> but like, they really tricked me. I really thought we were getting like a genuine, sincere moment between the twins there when she was like, you know, because, you know, Jessica obviously has a good handle on these types of situations and is mm. the perfect person to talk to, clearly. But just even like they had me fooled anyway, because when she was like, you know, I'm always here for you. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> like, oh, I should have seen this coming. I'm a fool. <laughs> well, we cut to the next day and uh, Liz, in actually a very authentic um, 1996 V-neck uh, with just sort of straightish jeans and mm. what look like pumas, basically mm-hmm. like the yellow jackets are wearing in the party seats <laughs> at the beginning of, in the credits of Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. um, opens the, bla- oh, also set in 1996 when oh. this episode aired. <laughs> now, I would love to see a Sweet Valley High gang cannibalizing each other up <gasps> in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, the Sweet Valley High Yellow Jackets crossover. They just be the gladiators, like girls football team. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the cheerleaders, please. We get better characters. Holy shit. <laughs> Anyone wants to write that fanfic, knock yeah. yourselves out. <laughs> please do. <laughs> But uh, yes, uh, Liz opens the Balanchi box and it's empty. Uh oh. So, yes, clearly this was something that uh, was to do with Liz because, yeah, she sees there's no mouse and she kind of goes, oh no, Beethoven? Beethoven. And she starts calling this mouse that I guess she's named Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fed for at least 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, as we find out. It's like, damn, Liz, you were so mean to that mouse. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, although there needs to be some sort of investigation. <laughs> well, we cut to Sweet Valley High where Todd tells Shred and Winston about the breakup. But Shred is like, maybe it's not meant to be. But Winston is like, you don't understand. Like, Todd and Liz are an institution. Like, Romeo and Juliet, Anthony and Cleopatra. And Shred goes, Shaggy and Scooby, Sam. <laughs> which is the second reference to Shaggy in this episode. Different Shaggies. But... <laughs> Different Shaggies, but yes, all part of the Shaggy verse. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I'm just going to say, Romeo and Juliet and Anthony and Cleopatra did not have happy endings, so... going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess as famous pairings go, they are up there. <laughs> true, true. Well, uh, Shred says that, uh, you know, Todd just needs to move on. He needs to get Liz off his board and surf alone for a while. <laughs> and uh, Todd agrees, but after he's done one more thing, 
Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, no, you're right. But first I'm going to go to her house. And then I'd say like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> Let it go. Uh, but then Todd explains that apparently Liz has one of his favorite CDs and he says, and I'm getting it back. Winston is like, this is a terrible idea. Uh, and Shred kind of looks on and he's like, yeah, unless it's Pearl Jam's Vitology or something, I would insist on getting that back. <laughs> I like the consistency of Shred being a Pearl Jam fan. They really stuck with this. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that too. They've committed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Liz arrives in class to a sympathetic Cheryl um, who uh, has heard all about the breakup. And mm. Liz says that Todd's taking it harder than, he, than she thought he would. <laughs> how, how are you surprised? You've seen how he reacts to the slightest insult. Very true. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, they've got another problem, and that's the disappearance of Beethoven. And apparently their science project, which they were mm. experimenting on for old Beethoven for, is due on Tuesday. So Cheryl is like, oh, you know, we might as well take our F now. And this is the this horrifies Liz more than breaking up with Todd. <laughs> True, because Liz turns and she's like, what? I've never had an F in my life. <laughs> Which could also be taken a different way when it's just like a screen cap. So that was pretty funny. I <laughs> oh, yeah, it really is. When I see it with death now. <laughs> yeah. But um, this was also where we find out that, yes, this kind of science project they were doing with poor old Beethoven. Because uh, Liz explains that after his 24 hour isolation test, uh, oh, she shit. opened the box and he was gone. So it was like, oh, my God, this poor mouse. Yeah. Isolation for 24 hours with, again, there was no sort of any water or <laughs> Or air <laughs> Um, So Cheryl says they'll have to head to the casa after school and mm. find him. But then we cut to the Spanish style ranch house <laughs> and uh, a mad old mouse man <laughs> is singing a song. Oh my God, yes. He's singing Ding Dong, the mouse is dead. Uh, he's there with Jessica. Uh, and yeah, my notes are just like, Jessica with batshit exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> I called him Mad Old Mouse Man, but it means the same, more or less. Yeah, so apparently he's called Mad Max. Uh, because he, um, yeah, when he sings his little song about the mouse being dead, he points out that this makes the score Mad Max 6,432, Mice 1. And then goes on to say, I'll never forget Old Big Grey. Apparently <laughs> it was a, a monster he was hunting for the last six years. <laughs> and Jessica, again, with great comic delivery, is like, okay, creepy old guy. <laughs> Sends him on his way just as Liz and Cheryl come in through the front door and begin mm. their search. Um, most of their technique seems to be calling for Beethoven. I'm not sure that works with mice. But... I feel like if anything, that would just scare him away. Yeah, it's an unusual yeah. tactic. There you go. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing about putting out some food or, you no. know, trying to lure him to them. They're going to just call him to them with their... With their anguished cries. Yeah. Um, but then who should turn up at the door but old Toddles? Yeah, so he, and again, it's funny because he actually, even earlier when they, before they'd broken up, he like knocked on the door, whereas usually Todd had just been breezing in and out of the, the Wakefield house. But True. I guess now that now that they are broken up, he does actually ring the bell. Oh, um, yeah. So as Liz goes to answer the door, Cheryl is like, look, don't open the door too wide because of course there's a chance that Beethoven might escape through it. So in fairness to Todd, this does make Liz look really suspicious when she answers the yeah. door because she literally <laughs> just opens it a crack. So she can just kind of look out at him and she's like, oh, Todd, what are you doing here? Um, but then Todd, of course, is all strange about it. He's like, oh, I was uh, jogging in the neighborhood. And uh, and Liz kind of looks at him <clears throat> and she's like, isn't that your car in the driveway behind you? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's where that is. Like he's trying to be all casual and it's all just yeah. coming off 
terribly. Yeah. Um, so he's just like, look, I left some of my CDs here. Can I get them? And Liz is like, yeah, okay, hang on. And just like slams the door in his face <laughs> as he's about to say something, which is pretty funny. It is. I mean, I always like seeing Todd have a door slammed in his face. I know. Um, so she returns with one CD and uh, he's like, oh, I guess I don't go get to come in the house now. And she's like, I'm really busy and closes the door. Mm. But so he rings again, asks for his Green Day CD, which he also <laughs> left there. Door slams. Um, <laughs> she returns and he's like, you know, slam the door in my face. And she does apologize and says, look, I just can't talk right now and closes the door. And when he rings again and is like, oh, and I want my spin magazine and you're wearing my sweater and I want that too. Liz is like, oh, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> doesn't say that, but it's the vibe. Yes. And when she, uh, she, obviously she's closed the door again. And when she returns, mm-hmm. she basically gives him a big box with all this shit and tells him to go home. Yes. Yeah. And like, I guess, you know, and I hate to say in fairness to Todd, but like it does come off very rude for him that like Liz yeah. is continuously slamming the door in his face as he's trying to say something. Yes. But, you know, but it is also quite funny. It is. I mean, because it's Todd. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can we say? Um, so Liz and Cheryl continue their hunt. And they're like, if you were Beethoven, where would you go? And Cheryl's like, to the symphony. <laughs> and uh, then we get a typically contrived confusion scene where Jessica mm. comes in and asks, you know, oh, you're spring cleaning because they're crawling around to the ground. You should use a vacuum. Um, and when they reveal what happened uh, after an initial confusion when they're talking about looking for Beethoven, um, uh, Jessica realizes exactly what happened and that she is responsible for this. So she's like, "Oh, <laughs> I'll help you. Um, I'll I'll start looking for him too at the mall. Just <laughs> runs away. She does. Yeah, because as you say, in that initial understanding, like as Liz kind of says, we're looking for Beethoven, and Jessica does this, give them this kind of quite funny look, and she's like, "I see, and he's yeah. in or." <laughs> house <laughs> but yeah it does eventually get cleared up i'm glad that they didn't drag it out too long because oh. it was the type of thing that could just be like classic sitcom misunderstanding i was like no this does no. not deserve that much attention <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> well we cut to the moon beach and todd walks in uh like he has taken the whole box of shit into the moon beach instead of just leaving it <laughs> in his car i don't know why but it's, i guess it's basically so shred could go oh you got the box <laughs> It's like Shred has been down this path, it seems. Clearly. <laughs> um, so Liz, or sorry, Todd reveals that like Liz was just like really, you know, she's losing her shit, basically. And mm. Winston's like, well, that doesn't sound like Liz. And Todd accuses him of taking sides. But Winston says, you know, he stays out of these, like choosing a side mm-hmm. in a breakup. Um uh, though Schwed does acknowledge that making Todd stand to the doorstep sounds downright frosty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when Todd laments the fact that, you know, Liz is just cast him aside like an old boot and says, why could you throw away what we had? And Schwed <laughs> takes a pair of bright yellow sunglasses Ooh. out of the box and says, oh, she didn't throw away these righteous shades. <laughs> And he yeah, says, can I have them? Yeah, I know, I love it. That's like, yeah, whatever, take what you want, I don't care. Uh, and he's kind of continuing to chat to, to Winston, but like in the meantime, Shred is so delighted, just like rooting around this box. He's like, what else is in here? He's very endearing. Uh, he's so but, yeah, cute. But Winston uh, is then saying to Todd that, look, what he needs is some time with the guys. Uh, so Shred then uh, says, excellent <gasps> idea. And I think he calls him Winstonium. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> 
So we're like, it's time for some serious dude bonding at Casa de Shred. Casa de Shred! Canonical Casa. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> and then we cut to Shred's boudoir, I guess, <laughs> at the Casa de Shred. And it's just... It's quite, it's quite a setup he's got here. I don't think Alice Wakefield did anything to do with his decor. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of gas because it is exactly oh. what you would expect from like a rich teen's bedroom in the 90s. A surfer. Uh, oh, completely. Because you kind of pan across and it's like there is this, there's like a pinball machine, there's a foosball table, there's this huge, like totally messy bed with like a surfboard as the headboard. <laughs> uh, it comes further across the room. There's like a huge can pyramid made out of like empty, I presume empty cans of like Mountain Dew and Pepsi. Again, Pepsi, you're getting in there a good bit. There was year. a lot of Pepsi in that, <laughs> yeah. in that uh, structure. Definitely. And it just reminded me of like being in college, like when I was in first year and sharing an apartment uh, and one of the lads, like they started this awful fucking can pyramid in the kitchen. <laughs> but like it was it was in, in the windowsill and every so often you could hear people coming in from like after the night and somebody would sit up on the counter and all the cans would come <laughs> down like frequently. I don't know why it was kept for as long as it was. I'm amazed that Shreds has survived because... You know, he doesn't seem to, to be the sort of person who would be delicately tiptoeing around his giant cam pyramid. But... Definitely not. They must all be glued together or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to go crashing into that huge can pyramid. Uh, but... I absolutely was. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a Chekhov's gun can Chekhov's pyramid. Can pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov's Pepsi cans. <laughs> Well, next to all of these uh, accoutrements is a couch. And on that couch are Winston Todd and Shred wearing a American cop hat. <laughs> and, uh, and we can hear in the background some, somebody on the TV intoning about crime and mm. punishment. And Shred stops him and says, well, that was episode 13 of Cops. Do you bad boys know what it's all about? And Winston and Thompson look at each other and are like, uh, cops arresting people. But Shred, I'm surprised Shred watches cops because I would have thought Shred would be a lot more fuck the police. He but... seems more the anti-authoritarian type, really, doesn't he? Than, than someone who would have like, yeah, a police hat and aviators mm. and that many episodes of cops on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Though maybe he watches it to sort of know his enemy because mm. he does point out to the others he's like yes it is about cops arresting people but ordinary people who have body walked at the dark surf of life so maybe he's more sympathetic with the perpetrators um, maybe and uh, he says to Todd, he's obviously been trying to get Todd to look at things in perspective because he's mm. like makes you a grief scene pretty micro doesn't it <laughs> Todd's like not really not really no <laughs> yeah, but Winston has to head off anyway because the poor fella has to go off to work because <laughs> He's in school while also having a full-time job managing the moon beach. Um, Although he was working earlier that day. Oh, look, the timelines are all over the gaff with this thing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but his parting words of wisdom to Todd are that being single is just like dating, just without the other person. <laughs> Todd is quite understandably very confused by this. I mean, it's, uh, it's an interesting theory, Winston. I'm not sure it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Shred has enough after Winston leaves Shred has an idea to make Todd forget Liz and he dives across his room and emerges <laughs> hilariously behind his surfboard headboard with a um, what looks like a Les Paul guitar in the other and a sort of metal like 
zigzag guitar mm. and the other goes it's battle of the eddies van halen versus vedder it's great yeah he says that todd can be van halen and he's going to be vedder of course uh, and in fairness todd does actually smile when he's yeah. this so shreds onto something here <laughs> and then we get a montage hooray <laughs> with um, charity shop Pearl Jam, I guess. Oh my god, what plastic is... bead marmalade? I was gonna say like oyster marmalade. I don't know what's that. <laughs> um. So yeah, clam marmalade. It's clam marmalade. Oh shit! Yes, <laughs> clam marmalade. It is. <laughs> So uh, the, it's uh, it's sort of the music, the lyrics are like, I know you never get to sleep till four. I always hear you try to knock at my door. Oh my and uh, we cut from them rocking out to them uh, surfing with a surfboard on a coffee table, mm-hmm. uh, playing with boxing nun glove puppets, which I <laughs> do seem to remember being kind of a gimmick thing in the 90s. Really? Because I was writing down what, what, what I was seeing and I was just like, this is just the most bizarre collection of words. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. These like nun hand puppet boxing things. What is going on? I am, I think I remember seeing these in Urban Adventures in America oh, wow. in the mid-90s okay. or... <laughs> I definitely have seen these objects before, so I okay. not not for a while, but I wasn't well, there. <laughs> I believe they existed. Wow. Shreds hilariously keeps uh, hitting him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's so endearing. He's great. <laughs> and then they play a video game. Now, uh, did you recognize it? Was it Street Fighter? Oh no, no, it's Mortal Kombat. I was. I was going to say was it Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? <laughs> wasn't sure which one. <laughs> But I knew yeah, you'd know. Yeah, they're they're playing Mortal Kombat. And for anyone else who's interested, they were playing as Katana and Liu Kang. And I would say that Shred was playing as Katana because Todd does not seem like the type of guy who would pick a girl character. Oh, God, as. never, never. <laughs> well spotted. Um, so as the music goes, look at the time I've made up my mind. Shred <laughs> has fallen asleep on oh. his bed in a pair of goggles for some reason. Yeah. Um, and uh, Todd is still playing uh, furiously. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's dug into Mortal Kombat. He sure is, yeah. And, and Shred kind of sees this and then just sort of falls back on his bed in exhaustion. So it's mm. it's been a long day, it seems like. <laughs> oh, Shred. He's really, mm. uh, you know, spending that much time with Todd would be yeah. tedious. <laughs> it's a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the Casa del Wakefield from the Casa de Shred. And Jessica clearly, clearly wearing, it's really obvious in the opening scene. She's in her pajamas, but she's clearly wearing a bra underneath it. So that it almost looks like a sort of a style choice. It's, yeah, it's, it's like just, they should have just got her a pajamas that was a different colour. Um, yes, that wasn't transparent. This, and this pajamas was in the previous episode, I feel like. It was one of her yeah. like waking up screaming moments, I think, was in this pajamas. Because it is a very nice pajamas, but yeah, it was it's obviously going to be too see-through if she wasn't wearing something underneath yes. it. So it's kind of a poor wardrobe choice there mm. by, uh, by production. Well, she's uh, somehow been wearing these pajamas out and about because she <laughs> comes up to uh, the Balanchi box, which is still in the bathroom, and tips in a grey mouse um, in, uh, into it out of a sort of car- carrier, I guess, and says, yeah. there you go, you disgusting little furball. Act <laughs> like Beethoven or you're cat food. And then very <laughs> subtly, she uh, puts the container into the open bathroom bin. Like, 
right beside it. This is so the opposite of sneaky. Well, we find out just how unsneaky she is. <laughs> she calls in Liz and is like, look, Beethoven's back and points at the box and starts going, roll over, Beethoven. Roll over, Beethoven. <laughs> so Liz comes over and she's like, what? He crawled his way back into the box. What are you talking about? Um, and before she even really sees the mouse, she finds the receipt for the mouse in the box in amongst all the bits of paper. Because um, I guess when... Jessica just like tipped him in was the receipt yeah. in the box with him that doesn't seem yes, right it must have been. <laughs> but anyway so Liz finds the receipt she's like what is this perky pet shop uh, and Jessica like totally deadpan is like yeah even mice need to shop <laughs> I laughed out loud at that it was same genuinely really good <laughs> um, but of course Liz knows this isn't Beethoven party I guess because he's a different colour and clearly <laughs> not the same animal a completely different mouse like uh, Jessica did see the original mouse and yes. he was very clearly a white mouse so I I, you know this is just another Jessica being a bimbo kind of moments that doesn't really add up oh no but it is quite funny no it is um, <laughs> and uh, she's like come on what's happened and Jessica really sincerely and this does make it funny as well it's like Beethoven is dead <laughs> this is pretty much what the fuck you killed him uh, doesn't say the what the fuck part and Jessica's like no the creepy old dude did and Liz's like you paid money to have him killed <laughs> but uh, don't worry Jessica didn't splash out too much cash no because she's like no not that much I had a coupon <laughs> <laughs> And we know she's familiar with coupons because she had to teach Lila all about them back along. Oh, coupon! <laughs> coupon! <laughs> One of Bridget Flannery's finest moments. Oh, great. So Liz is very distressed and is like, oh, she's going to fail the science project now. But Jessica's like, this one seems smart. Use him. But Liz points out the data won't match and uh, you'll have to take this newcomer back to the store. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, very sadly says, poor Beethoven, as she oh. walks off. But uh, that's confused Jessica even more. <laughs> yeah, because when we're then left with Jessica on her own, she just kind of allowed to herself think, why would anyone name a mouse after a dog? <laughs> <laughs> For I don't think there's a single person here who is too young to remember the early 90s kids film. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> Though, like me, you might have actually been too old to watch it when you came out, when it came out, because you were a teenager who was <laughs> not watching films about St. Bernard's. Uh, well, I was very familiar with Beethoven because we oh. had St. Bernard's when I was a kid. <gasps> uh, and it used to really, it used to really annoy me when other kids were like, a Beethoven dog. And I'd be like, I'd also be really annoying because I was like 10. And I'd be like, actually, they're called St. Bernard's. <laughs> <laughs> But you were like you're the right age to be the target for Beethoven the movie. So as a as a Saint Bernard loving child, did you enjoy the representation, or was it more? I did. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, and Beethoven second. Of course, of course, <laughs> with the puppies because you know Saint Bernard puppies are outrageously cute. Oh my god, did you have puppies? Of course, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, so we never had a dog, and I I a dog envy, but I think a big comical Saint Bernard and then adorable Saint Bernard puppies would have been just too much for me. <laughs> too cute. <laughs> too much cuteness. Yeah. Um well sadly we don't get to see any Saint Bernards in this episode, no. but we do get to see back in Sweet Valley High Shred in his trademark straw hat and a Vans t-shirt, very, very authentic, approaches mm. Winslow mm-hmm. uh, and says, I do love this running gag of him addressing Winston as the wrong name it's just, Same. It is actually so properly funny every time it really is but like even though it kind of started out as him being kind of oblivious and just not getting Winston's yeah. name now it's like they're pals and this is just his thing that he does yeah. <laughs> it's great 
so uh yeah he needs help because todd just is has become as as shred says a barnacle yeah, he's been at his place all weekend that is too much todd for anybody oh my god um yeah, but then Winston kind of points out, yeah, but he's not thinking about Liz, so the plan is working. Uh, but Shred is insistent that the plan is not working because he watches TV all day, plays video games all night, hasn't showered in days, and apparently he smells like low tide. <laughs> <laughs> so Shred has had enough. <laughs> well, and not only has, has Todd uh, moved in, basically, to the Casa de Shred, <laughs> apparently he's wearing Shred's clothes and he's even talking like me. And I'm oh. so sorry we don't get to see... see or at least hear the talking like mm. him. But um, we do hear an extra say, is that Todd Wilkins? I, I was really excited because they set this up that he was going to say something hilarious. But yeah. unfortunately, no. We do get to see Todd though because he does then walk in wearing like a very shred, like patterned t-shirt with like a short sleeve shirt over that, uh, a straw fedora. He's wearing sunglasses. He's basically in like shred fancy dress. Um, <laughs> I don't say also... in shred drag. Absolutely that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's also wearing headphones and he's playing a Game Boy and just walks straight past them, doesn't acknowledge anybody in the hallway. Uh, so Winston sees this and he's like, oh my God, that is not Todd. <laughs> and uh, Shred says, that is not human. <laughs> Speaking for us all, Shred. So, yeah, so Winston's like, okay, we need another plan. This is not after getting quite where they were hoping it would. <laughs> well, we cut to the sunny basketball court uh, to which Shred has basically dragged Todd kicking <laughs> and screaming. And Todd is like, ah, it's too bright. <laughs> Let's go back inside. And Shred's like, any more time inside, we'll start growing mushrooms. <laughs> so he passes basketball to Todd, but Todd has turned away and it hits his back. And uh, Todd's like, basically, like, What's all this about? And mm. Shred reveals that ever since he was a little grubbish, <laughs> he's wanted to learn how to shoot a layup. Um, and he asks for some tips and tricks, but mm. uh, Todd can't help him, apparently. No, Todd insists he's got Nintendo thumb and he can barely move his hand. So <laughs> this is no good. And Shred, Shred is such a good friend for like Aww. such a newcomer. Um, So he kind of says, oh, you know, I just thought that now that we're buds, you know, you could offer some pointers. So he like very, I don't know, is it on purpose or what? But like he does a very terrible attempt uh, at shooting a basket, I guess. Mm. Uh, misses wildly. And uh, Todd sees this, of course. And he's like, oh, my God, you're terrible at this. <laughs> so he does kind of go back somewhat to himself and like shows Shred what to do so she was like oh cool can you show me how to dunk and he's like okay let's just start with the basics um yeah so it's very cute because then Shred kind of turns because oh. like Winston or not Winston um Todd is like uh dribbling the basketball and kind of yeah. you know a little bit bit more like himself and uh Shred turns to Winston who apparently is looking on <laughs> from the sidelines and does a <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> It's, it's so cute. My notes say Shred turns and gives adorable thumbs up to Winston, standing by his iconic orange bug. So uh, good. <laughs> and Winston gives a thumbs up back. Oh. So we cut to the Casatel Wakefield, where Jessica strolls towards her bed and pulls back at the covers to reveal a surprise. There's original Beethoven. <laughs> She's alive! Hanging out on her bed. Yeah, so she calls Liz in a panic. And of course, Liz is delighted by this. Um, she's like, oh my God, he's here, yay! And like, Jess is so disgusted when Liz like picks up Beethoven and is all happy to see him. Um, so yeah, then Jessica kind of suddenly realises that, well, if that's Beethoven, then who did the exterminator kill? And Liz says, oh, that's a good question. But you know what they say? If you have one mouse, you have mice. <laughs> 
And uh, we close it the uh, the horrified face of Jessica as what as the reality of this dawns <laughs> on her. And then we cut to an outside shot of the casa as we hear Jessica scream and music reminiscent of the psycho violins play. <laughs> There you go, yeah. And that is the end of the episode. <laughs> Are you a man or a mouse? <laughs> Neither, in our case, but... Yes, yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that way more than I thought I would. Yeah, same. But this keeps happening. It's like, you kind of read oh. the blurb and it's like, oh, I don't know about this. And then you watch it and there's always something delightful that'll just kind of pull you in. This so they, they, you know, they do, they're, they're keeping, it, keeping it going. It's good. Yeah. Good for them. Hmm. Um, well, Primate Alpha Sisters, do let us know what you think. Are you enjoying Shred as much as we are? <laughs> um, do you uh, do you agree with his passionate love of Pearl Jam? Dro- <laughs> a name dropped twice in this episode, if you can't see any better. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Fish. Um, we always love hearing from you. You know where we are. We are on uh, Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. And uh, Meg Lashash uh, asked us a question last week when we were, you know, lamenting the the new arrival of Todd and said, would you say you were feeling Todd-talgia? <laughs> I see myself out. I think we might be. I, I mean, who ever would have thought it would get to this point? But yeah, like... We really I, think, are. <laughs> I think everyone's baffled by a trigtastic asked or said this episode entirely reminds me or of this of that stupid episode of Friends where Rod was what Jesus it's been a long week and it's only it's, Tuesday literally it's Tuesday Lemon <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Easter week it's after Easter weekend and I've been wrangling crazed visiting London nephews for several oh, wow. days so, okay yes. <laughs> time moves differently when there's crazed nephews in the mix yeah. <laughs> so uh, yes I'll go back and so this episode entirely reminded me of that stupid episode of Friends where Ross is ridiculously jealous how is new Todd even worse than old Todd please Liz have some standards <laughs> question we're all asking to be honest Honestly, uh, I did enjoy uh, Sahagram uh, was wondering because we put up a clip of um, Jessica's little dream sequence about Shred. Uh, So they were wondering, you know, he's cute. He's sweet. He's rich. What is wrong with Jessica? (laughs) Exactly. Like, how is he suddenly this like, you know, the shame of Sweet Valley High? It makes absolutely no sense. But like, it's also that it's not like other people see him as this kind of like dweeby, annoying person. Like he seems to get along with everybody. Yeah, so and he's like, friends yeah. with Todd. Like there you go. Yeah, he's in with the jocks, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so it's not like he's a jokey personality around school that people will be embarrassed to be seen with. Like he's clearly a good dude who's getting along with everybody. Yeah. And and yeah, points were made. He is sweet and cute and rich. <laughs> so yes. seriously, she needs to get a grip. <laughs> really does. Well, she has terrible taste in bed, That's so true. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Well, look, he doesn't look like he's forty. He doesn't wear chinos, so it's never going to work. <laughs> yeah, he actually looks his age. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we uh, we look forward to hearing all your shred thoughts. And if you would like to drop us a little review on your podcatcher of choice, do let us know uh, because uh, we need all the help we can get. Uh, yes, you know when we when we when we every so often say to please leave us a review, we mean a nice one. <laughs> 
a listener did and apologies if you're listening now that would be surprised if you were based on this review um <laughs> a listener did who had given us a previously good review went back to edit us to basically list all the things she hates about us now so uh if you um if you don't think we've got really annoying over the years uh do please write us a a nice review on your podcatcher of choice and uh if you do think we have got more annoying over the years well we can we can only apologize but uh we are just as god made us well there you go yeah if you do think that you know don't tell us because that hurts <laughs> your feelings <laughs> exactly both Pi Beta Alpha Sisters we are grateful uh, to every single one mm. of you for supporting the uh, the show and the Sweet Valley Madness and uh, we will see you all hopefully in the main feed next week where we <laughs> oh my god I can't believe it's it's come to this oh of course it has it was always going to come to this <laughs> we're reaching the end of a very uh very short era but I feel it's made more of an impact than it you know it's it's punching above its weight in I, terms of importance I think I am struggling to remember a time when there weren't potentially werewolves in, in this series <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is the point of no return. Um, oh, the like, wheels have well and truly come off. Like we thought, Margot was, but this is just—I mean, this is a whole new level, and we haven't even got to the vampire one yet. <laughs> There's so much ahead of us. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll be back to kind of normal, you know, high school hijinks after this uh, yeah. trilogy, which is going to be quite the the, the shift. It's going to be a calm down, honestly. Oh, like really when will. we're not like sneaking around <laughs> newspaper offices in London's permanent fog, <laughs> whispering about werewolves and pendants and fucking <laughs> magic. Who knows? <laughs> well, we will. Uh, we will all. We will all uh, heed the the terrifying <laughs> words of the ti- of the title of next week's uh, book when uh, when. <laughs> When we're warned to beware the wolf man. A title for the ages, honestly. Oh my God. I I, I thought a date with a werewolf was at the height of insanity, but I, I think beware the wolf man sounds like they're really taking it seriously. Well, there you go. It just These titles just keep escalating. Yeah. By the way, don't look. I've just, when I, I searched to have a look at the cover just uh, before recording this episode, I opened the uh like you can see the list of um uh of like goodreads and amazon and stuff when you google oh. it and the amazon listing spoils the book oh so don't yeah so if you're tempted to uh to to have a a little beware the wolf man mm. re- pre-read before next week just and you haven't read it before just blur your eyes on when you're buying it for your Kindle. Just don't look at the blur because it's beware really... the spoilers. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, we will all beware the wolf man <laughs> next week in the main feed, but we will see you all back in the clubhouse in two weeks' time. And I'm hoping this is a uh, shred centric episode, even though the blurb <gasps> suggests otherwise, <laughs> because. We're gonna we're heading for the Bundu Chill. Oh my god, I'm excited. <laughs> is this their version of the big chill? <gasps> Holy shit, it is. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't stop. 
wonderful oh you know fair play love it oh indeed <laughs> we'll see you then everybody thanks for listening bye <laughs>